Dear friends, I bring to you the Epistle to the Philippians, chapter 4, and the end of verse 5 onwards. Please be good enough to open your Bibles so that we're sharing together in the Word of God. And also, you can check up on what I say, because it's rarely possible to trust a preacher. Always check in the Word of God. So are you with me? Philippians chapter 4, and at the end of verse 5, these dramatic words, The Lord is at hand. Which means, of course, both he is imminently coming and he is already here. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard or garrison your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Now, isn't that good? Isn't the Bible a lovely book? A passage full of prize and precious thoughts. It begins, the Lord is at hand. He is imminent in coming and present in person. And our passage ends with a reference to the peace of God and the God of peace. What more could you want in a few verses from the Bible? And at the heart of those words, of those verses, is the absolutely key word, the word and, in verse 7. Oh, how important is that word. We were taught in school, and is a conjunction. What does that mean? It means it connects two things together. I would prefer to say to you, and is like a bridge. There's something at this end, and there's something at that end. So look at that word, and, in verse 7, and let's see what's at this end, and what's at that end of this key bridge. At this end, I read in verse 6, be anxious for nothing. The end of anxiety. Don't be hassled. Don't be overcome by worry. Do you remember dear Martha in that lovely incident where Jesus went into the home of the two sisters and Mary took her seat at Jesus' feet and went on listening to his words? Oh, there's a picture for us. And Martha, oh, Martha was busy with pots and pans and ever so many items on the menu, and setting the table and all the housewifely things that we so rejoice when our wives do them. And she came in her extreme hassle to get everything right for this important guest. Lord, isn't it a bother to you that my sister sits here doing nothing? Nothing. 
and leaves it all to me. Now, the Lord Jesus would never be one to rebuke people for getting it right and putting effort into it and doing their best and being concerned. But he did say to Martha, Martha, I think your priorities are wrong. Mary has, in fact, chosen the best part to sit here and be with me and to turn our eyes on Jesus. Poor old Martha, she was worried. She was hassled. So many people in the world are, aren't they? You and me from time to time, many, many people all the time. One end of our bridge is that word, hassled. And the verse says to us, be anxious for nothing. Don't let hassle dominate your life. Now, come over the bridge of the word and, and look at the other side. And, says verse 7, the peace of God. Somehow, we can cross from hassle into peace. And this is a supernatural peace. It surpasses all understanding. It can't be explained in human terms. It's the peace that comes from God. We had a very wise woman in one of the home groups in a church where I was working. And we were talking together in the group one day about what would really impress the watching world. What would make them sit up and take notice? And dear Margaret, who actually very rarely said anything at all, found a gap in the conversation and she said, Peace. And we all rounded on her and said, Come on, Margaret, you've got to say a bit more than that. What she said was, we're, we're, we're living in this block of flats here and there are 14 flats in this block and I can tell you that in every one of those flats there's some sort of trouble going on. And what people need to see more than anything else are those who in the same world, under the same pressures, facing the same trials and temptations are living with an aura and reality of peace. Margaret's testimony to a watching world, the peace of God, which can't be explained in human terms, the peace of God which surpasses understanding. And that peace, says our verse, comes to us not as a passive, but as an active reality. It actually puts a wall round our hearts. It garrisons us (coughs) and acts as an active force of protection so that within its protective enclave, come what may outside, we can enjoy the peace that God gives. You see how important one word can be? It's a bridge word. And it brings us over from hassle to peace. 
It brings us over from the frenzy that often overtakes us to the restful calm of the peace that God gives. Now look a little more closely because and not only tells us there's a bridge and the verses not only tells us what are at this end of the bridge and that end of the bridge, we're also told the vital thing, how to get across. So, we read in the word of God, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and, or as we might say, and then. This is the way to enter in to the peace of God. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, requests. Prayer is the general word that the New Testament uses and it means of it means addressing God. It means looking up and telling him how it is. That is the simplicity of a little talk with Jesus. Looking up. Telling him how it is. Supplication is an inward looking word. It reminds me, if I might put it this way, not so much of our need, but of our neediness. That we are a needy, helpless people faced with all the forces that are abroad in the world we live in. It's an inward word. Reminders, reminder of our helplessness, our neediness, our unworthiness too. So that the word supplication brings us with reality into the presence of God. This is how it is with me. Thanksgiving is a word that looks back. Counting our blessings, reminding ourselves of the goodness of God today, yes, yesterday, last week, last month, through this year, yes, and in my case, through the 70 years since I first received Jesus as my Saviour. Thanksgiving. Do you remember the ten lepers and the one who returned to give thanks and how delighted Jesus was? He loves to be thanked. Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, and then this word, which in many ways is such a key word, let your requests be made known unto God. When all said and done, don't forget to ask him for what you want. Be precise. Bring your shopping list. Ask him for what you see you need. He will give you, actually, what you truly need. But he loves us to tell him what we think we need. We bring our requests to him. Run over those words in your mind. Prayer, the simplicity of telling him. Supplication. Thanks, supplication, because we're needy. Thanksgiving, because we're blessed requests because this is what we want 
It's like as if our lives were a mirror and we angle it towards the sun so that the beams of the sun which strike the mirror immediately go upwards. Angle your life so that everything is deflected up to God in prayer, supplication, thanksgiving and requests. And the peace of God will be yours. Oh, beloved, this is the way to solve church problems. Trouble, finance, unrest, whatever. This is the way to solve personal problems. Whatever it may be, he's got the answer. Tell him about it. Don't retire into a corner and chew fat. Get down on your knees and talk to God about it. It's the way out of hassle and into the peace of God which passes all understanding.